Hello, welcome to Interdependent Study, our podcast where we engage in the learning and unlearning work for social justice and collective liberation. I'm Aaron. And I'm Damien. Thank you so much for joining us today. For those new to our podcast, Interdependent Study is meant to be a space and community for folks who believe in and want to do the work for social justice. Each week, we bring something new to the table and discuss our thoughts and feelings about it through the lenses of who we are and where we can go for a more just society. We want Interdependent Study to be a space where we're always learning with one another. And Damien, you're up this week. Oh, oh did you forget? <laughs> oh, no. Uh, this is going to be a short one, folks. Um, <laughs> What are you bringing to the table today? Oh, my goodness. I am prepared, I swear. Um, so I did bring this. I brought this op-ed to the table for us today. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, it is called Ron DeSantis' Attack on Black Studies is Textbook textbook Proto-Fascism. Yeah. Uh, it was written by Dr. Barbara Ransby, uh, who we mentioned this last week, just an incredible scholar and historian and mm-hmm an activist um, alongside sort of her more formal titles of being the professor and chair at um, the Department of Black Studies, Gender and Women's Studies and History over at the University of Illinois at Chicago Mm -hmm. and director of their social justice initiative. Um, So, you know, I was really excited to read this piece since she uh, wrote it. Mm. Um, I think at its core, this op-ed piece, uh, which I should mention was published by Truth Out, yep. if folks want to check it out there, um, is Dr. Ransby's take on Ron DeSantis, Ooh. who, <laughs> as folks know, I'm going to just say the facts here, as the governor of Florida, mm-hmm. um, is out here raging war on sort of the black freedom movement and on DEIJ-related education and and educational programs at schools and at higher education institutions. Mm -hmm. Um, And I I mentioned this last week, but I I really wanted to bring this to the table because I wanted us to have sort of an opportunity to talk about what DeSantis has been up to lately. um, Because I I think, and I I think you said this last week, um, you know, we have to call out these kinds of racist and fascist actions when we see them, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I uh, thought it would be good for us to have this opportunity to talk about it here on our little podcast. So yeah. um, where do you want to start? Uh, uh-huh. You know, it might make sense to sort of talk about what it is that he's doing. Sure. <laughs> um, he's doing so much. Yeah. He's, you know, uh, up to no good. Um, yeah, I, this is quite the piece. Um, and it, it's basically... Um, like a coherent, better written version of the things that I've been muttering to myself <laughs> muttering. Um, <laughs> since he was elected um, or yelling at my computer screen when I read more and more about what he's doing. Yes. Um, and, you know, as as Barbara Ransby, uh, Ransby actually accurately names in this article, um, his actions are firmly rooted in this tradition of suppression. Um, yes. You know, through his um, executive orders and through his um, ability to influence policy through the Florida Department of Education, he's really trying to limit learning and um, limit student exposure to theory that he deems dangerous. Right. Um, she, uh, Barbara Ransby, says, quote, DeSantis's actions are about intimidation silencing potential dissident voices, preempting critical thinking from young people that might lead to informed political action and flexing his muscle to silence voices that do not echo his own. But his actions are also racist. Mm. Um, And so I think this is something I just want to 
shout, say, mutter to myself um, <laughs> again and again to whoever will listen, um, even if it's just me. Uh, this is book burning without the fire. Mm. This is McCarthyism without the House Un-American Activities Committee. This is just like, you know, the choice to um, get rid of whole swaths of understanding of what it means to live in this country. Yes. Um, by saying that it's not allowed in schools anymore. Um and he's he's doing so many different things that it's hard to keep track of all of it. But this is you know this education piece I think is what we are. Um, it's it's so um, insidious because the the choices that you make today um, right have long lasting ramifications down the road for years, mm. for decades, yes. generations. Um, and so that's uh, one of the reasons why it's so infuriating. Not to diminish any of the other terrible fascist things he's doing, but this this is um, you know top of one of the things at the top of the list. Yeah, that's so fascinating that you say that, right? And it's a good sort of um, reflection and 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 application of his actions, right? This idea that yeah. it could have this sort of ripple effect and long lasting effect um, on our on our society, right? If you're taking the opportunity away from young people to learn about this, um, it is. Uh, troublesome to think about what that might mean when those mm -hmm. young people grow up, right? Mm -hmm. And the things that they know and don't know about our history and mm -hmm. what might happen. Right. That's fascinating. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and it, it certainly is suppression. I mean, I appreciate you um, uh, bringing that quote and talking about what Dr. Ransby mentioned in this piece, <clears throat> because that's what it is. It's suppression, um, for sure. Um, one of the other things that she mentioned that I really appreciated was this idea that his efforts, you know, his attacks are also really about his lack of education and his ignorance around yeah. the importance of, of education. And, mm -hmm. and I think specifically the importance of African-American history. Right. Yeah. And, um, which is maybe a good place to, you know, welcome our newest listener to the show. <laughs> Thanks so much for joining us this week, Ron. Yeah. Um, you know, hope you're listening. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, I, I think, and, you know, if you are listening, I'm going to let you know that it's kind of shameful, right? That, yeah. that folks like you don't, you or you can't see the value in this history and recognize it as important history and knowledge that everyone needs, right? And that is a part of our collective mm -hmm. history, Right. Because that's what yeah. it is. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, to take this sort of a step further, one of the things that I appreciated Dr. Ransby talking about in naming was how DeSantis's efforts are really a full on embrace of white nationalism and yeah. authoritarianism. Right. Um, because that is exactly what it is. Right. And and yeah. and, you know, she makes this point and weaves in the fact that that lack of education that he clearly has and, and ignorance leads you to that right mm -hmm. yeah yeah and i think you know there's so much truth in what you said that he he doesn't see the value in this history or recognize that this is important history and knowledge that everyone um, needs to know and that it's collective history um i think that's true i also think that there is a i guess a shadow to that truth mm. um that he does see that the the importance of it and he's actively suppressing it because how uh, because of what it could lead to yeah and i think that there's totally um there's an element to that too where i think maybe this is like he's being strategic because yes. 
um, what does it look like if people are, I, I, you know, I think he's making some um, leaps into like, what does it mean if people actually learn Absolutely. the real history? That's a good point. Um, but, uh, you know, and a few things I want to actually talk about is some of the history that is in Florida that she mentions in this article. Oh, yeah. Um, she points to a, a few of the things that have happened. And we've mentioned some of the some things on this podcast before um, in, in terms of violent history, including um, the Rosewood Massacre, yeah. some other race riots that happened where black folks were the target um, of violence. But she points to another thing that um, DeSantis probably doesn't know about um, mm. and the importance of black studies um, if he'd ever been taught anything, mm. uh, including the story where she says, uh, quote, for example, NAACP organizers Harry and Henriette Moore were blown up on Christmas night in 1951, 130 miles from DeSantis's hometown of Jacksonville, by white vigilantes who knew nothing of the Moore family's culture, motives, or life experiences, and likely didn't want to know. The Moores lobbied for the right of black teachers to have equal pay and working conditions comparable to their white counterparts, mm. and they were killed for it. And this is a story I didn't know. It's the yeah. kind of thing that I think we should all know, um, you know, particularly as somebody who grew up in Florida. Right. Um, and um, yeah, like I think that this is something that that we should collectively know is like what this, um, what the consistent presence of of white violence looked like against black communities and black leaders from, you know basically the collapse of reconstruction up until today. Yes. Um, and because if you, if you see that has always existed, you see the connection between what's happening now um, and what happened then. Right. And there's Absolutely. Like a, there's a narrative thread. Yes. There. Um, you know, it's, and this is why we need the, these courses that he opposes in the books he's been banning from schools is, is, these courses and these books explore these topics. We have to know this history to understand how the promise of the USA that we've all been taught mm -hmm. in some form of fashion is incomplete and has never been fulfilled because anti-black violence has always been a current, um, an undercurrent um, ever present in our history. Absolutely. And I especially appreciate you bringing up the idea of right, this being a part of our history. And this is what these, with this education, with this, with these textbooks, um, help us to learn about, right? Like this incident, I hadn't heard of it either with the Moore family and what happened to them on this Christmas night in 1951, right? Mm -hmm. You think about that being so long ago. It's not, my dad was born in 1951, yep. right? Like, so that mm -hmm. is not even that long ago, right? Yeah. That, that this anti, anti-black violence, um, is a, is a part of our, lifetime right mm -hmm. <laughs> in our situation right and so yeah yeah um it's fascinating to me that you know and i and i you know don't mean this in a judgy way that you didn't know that story right and you were from florida right that that's history yeah. that you don't know as someone from there right i feel like yeah. we a lot of states spend time teaching <laughs> their students about history that takes place you know around the corner down the mm -hmm. street uh, yeah and uh, you know one of the aspects i looked up this story to read a little bit more about it okay um and the closest hospital was segregated. Um, and so they wow. they couldn't actually get treatment there. They weren't allowed to be transported to that hospital. Wow. Um, which is partly why they died. Yes. It's because they had to travel much further away um, to Sanford, Florida, um, 
which is also where Trayvon Martin was murdered. Look at that. So there's look at the connections there. There's, yeah, there's also like, and you know that's, I don't know, like weird, eerie coincidence yes. more than like um, meaning. But there's also probably like policy, polit, you know, political policy meaning in those um, those different things. But um, yeah, I, like absolutely, you know, segregation also played a part in them actually dying. Yes, um, and then she died. I think nine days later. Mm-hmm. Um, from her injuries and just didn't didn't make it didn't out. make it yeah. yeah and you know again these people sort of living their life right and living their you know in their full humanity uh doing what you might do on christmas night uh mm-hmm. but really sort of dying because they were black and because they were doing this trying to do this wonderful thing of <laughs> advocating for equal pay for black mm-hmm. teachers right yeah and, and, and he was a he was the secretary for the Florida chapter of the NAACP. Wow. So there's like, there's also like direct sort of political, right? Like that, that was, he was a target. He was assassinated. Um, the additional stuff I read about him was that he's considered one of the first martyrs of the civil rights wow. um, movement or, or yeah. One of the first people to be assassinated in that as the movement sort of started Man, in the 50s. That's really just incredible. Yeah. And just like, you know, good history for us to know and mm-hmm. for everyone to learn. So yeah. um, I appreciate that. You know, I think all of that really is is just good and speaks to this idea uh, that I made about the importance of education, right? Mm-hmm. And learning about our history, right? It's, it's so important. So um, I'm glad that Dr. Ramsby included that in this piece. And one of the other things, major points I think that you know she made in this piece that I want to talk about um, is this idea that DeSantis's actions are 100% fascist and racist mm-hmm. right and so I want to quote something that she said in this piece she said DeSantis's dangerous actions are textbook proto-fascist measures his militant op- opposition to any teaching of the black freedom struggle is also reminiscent of the South African apartheid regime's book ban- banning and curricular and speaker censorship, which limited the circulation of ideas that could undermine the legitimacy of an unjust system. Yeah. Right? Like, mm-hmm. so you think about the connections there. Um, it, it's it's wild, right? Um, yeah. And I think there are just clear, there are also just clear connections, as she mentioned, um, between his fascist action, actions to racism, sort of plain mm-hmm. and simple, right? And so I, I think the related point that, Dr. Ramsby tried to make with this piece is just how dangerous this fascism and racism has been, not just in Florida, but beyond Florida. And especially thinking about this idea that, you know, he is a, a unfortunately a viable candidate for presidency, right? In this yeah. next go round. Yeah. Well, and it's, I mean, in so many ways, he's testing things out that other um, ultra conservative right wing uh, politicians across the country are watching to see how it plays out so yes. that they can then copy yes. him. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that there's, um, you know, there's a way that he is um, a bellwether. Is that the right? Is that the right? Like, part? I don't yeah. know. He, yeah. he, he's um, clearing a path yes. uh, in some ways um, for other people. And so, you know, it's, it's um, yeah, that's scary. Mm-hmm. Furthering that kind of, uh, scariness is he's tightening his grip on higher education. Yes. Um, he's announced that he's implementing a set of policies that originate from the Manhattan Institute, uh, which is the employer for anti-CRT grifter Chris Rufo, oh, um, who we've discussed right here on, on a previous episode or, yes. or two or 
five. Um, <laughs> and the goal of these efforts is to defund diversity, equity, and inclusion efforts across public institutions. Yeah. So essentially they want trainings and education around identity and systemic issues to quote wither on the vine. Mm. Um, so he's coming for the full spectrum of education uh, and we need to be alert to what this means and, and fight back against it. Um, and I also want to think about like, how do we support, uh, you know, as two folks working in, in educa higher education, yep. how are we supporting and how can we support Floridian colleagues who are going to do this work mm. and move this work underground? Yeah. Um, Cause you know, we, I'm confident that that's how that'll happen. Oh, absolutely. Um, is that people absolutely. will just move it. Um, and it won't be super public and it's going to be sort of through a whisper network of this is how it's happening. It's going to be, um, you know, uh, informal and probably, um, I don't like, I don't know. People are going to figure out ways to do it. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. Because that's something we would do. Right. Yeah. Um, and we know in other, um, folks in our business believe in this work, um, mm -hmm. right? And so we're not going to stop doing it. Um, yeah. It's scary to think about what he's doing um, to higher education as well, right? In yep. the midst of all of the awful things that he's doing in the mm -hmm. state of Florida, for sure. Um, all right, well, how about we shift here in our conversation and talk a little bit about application and um, how does all of this sort of apply and influence our work and our daily lives? Yeah. Um, for me, one thing I think about his application um, that I keep coming back to is this idea that we have to name what things are, right? Mm -hmm. And so it's it's not easy to call someone a fascist or to say that something is fascism. Like, I don't take that lightly. Right. I don't think a lot of people do. No. But that does apply here to DeSantis and to what he's doing in Florida. So yeah. I, I think that's important, and I think... The, the idea or the the act of naming it helps us to recognize it and then therefore work to fight against it. Mm. Um, so so that's that's one piece of my application and sort of thinking here. Um, the other for me is just recognizing the importance and the power of education um, and the importance and power of learning things like African American and LGBTQ plus history and culture. Um, I think Dr. Ransby does an incredible job of showing us just how important and powerful that is when you consider how ignorant Ron DeSantis is, yeah. right, um, uh, with his justification for his actions, right, and the kinds mm -hmm. of questions he's been asking in public settings. And like you said, willingly or unwillingly, right, and, and how he may be playing the game or not. Um, but he's he's doing this in public, right, as the governor of Florida, um, asking questions about things like African-American studies or the lived experiences of LGBTQ plus folks. Right. Yeah. So I think that learning work, that education is something that we have to all be doing and we have to be fighting for. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think that's great application. Um, Cause so much of what he has said in response to like that AP course yeah. um, was you know, that it lacked educational value. Value, or like, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, um, my my application for this week is, I think, twofold. One is okay. in this history um, that I already mentioned, uh, but our shared full history is where so many of us can find 
and do find inspiration in resistance, um, whether that's to enslavement, to racial terror after Reconstruction, um, you know, basically had the rug pulled out from under it, um, yep. to Jim Crow, um, to the current era of over-policing and mass incarceration. Um, there are examples of people who stood up and dreamed of a world beyond the one we have. Yes. And the purposeful attempts to hide that away is damaging to all of us. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and so we have to stand up for it by learning it um, and by also fighting back against these choices, these decisions that our politicians um, are making. Um, the other thing is I want to pull a quote from the article Okay. Um, that uh, she says. So she says, but here's the good news. Florida is not only home to the likes of Ron DeSantis, it is also home to the smart, young, radical organizers and the Dream Defenders, the Florida Rights Restoration Project, Florida Rising, and the Power You Center for Change. These are the forces of the future. These are the young organizers who are pushing back against the bullish backwardness of DeSantis and Trump, and they have peers in every state. Yes. We have to support them as much as we oppose the racist, and repressive agenda of the right. Um, and so that's my other application here, is that um, there are people on the ground in every place across the South, across this country, who are fighting back against this kind of ultra-conservative agenda from the, the right wing. Um, and we've got to find those people and support them. Absolutely. And, um, join them uh, when we can. Uh, as well um, and when then when that's you know where you fit into this movement um, we have to find our places in the movement too absolutely so. I love that I love that she I think that was towards the end or that, that's yeah. how she ended it that is how she um, ended it that was that was great I love I love that our application here sort of works in tandem uh, mm -hmm. one of the things you said about sort of recognizing our shared full history was so is really powerful right and i think to take it a step further that that word our is important right we have to recognize yeah. that it is our history all of our history right and so mm -hmm. we have to all own that and and appreciate that um yeah. as we continue to do all this all these other things that we talked about so mm -hmm. i appreciate that um well Next up is homework, right? What do we yeah. want to do when we leave the table today? I want to add one thing to my homework because you talked about our, our colleagues in Florida who are working in higher education. Like, I, I love that. I appreciate that. I want to think on that a little bit. Like, how might we be thinking about um, how all of us who work in higher education are thinking about our colleagues in places that are under attack like this? Mm -hmm. So I want to do some thinking on that, and we'll talk about that a little bit. Um, so that's one piece of homework. Um, and sorry if I stole it from you. Uh, <laughs> um, I think one of the things I want to do is 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 to do exactly what it is that we do on this podcast, <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, as I, I want to, I think it's so vitally important to continue to have the kinds of conversations that we have here on this podcast um, and to continue to learn and unlearn to continue to find ways to be in community with one another right to to learn about and understand the full humanity of each other you know to to fight for a world where we are all free and safe and healthy um, and able to live a good life right that we we live in a world where people aren't burned down in their house on Christmas Eve or yeah. Christmas night, um, right? I think if we keep doing that, if we keep showing up in these kinds of ways for each other, I think that's a huge step 
in the right direction and yeah. against the likes of people like DeSantis and 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 their their thinking and their actions. So yeah, yeah. What yeah. about you? Um, well, I think as I think more about my homework, um, I think it, you know you saying how we fight um, against the people, the likes of people like DeSantis. I think coming together. Um, is a big one. Um, and I think that we have to expose the way that these kind of um, demagogues, fascists, whatever um, you want to call them, the ways that they um, actively divide people. Yes. Right. And the story of uh, race in this country starts with the story of um, a shared um, class rebellion um, in which black people and white people who were um, at that time both indentured servants um, fought against the ruling class in yes. this country and yes. the ways that um, right like there's parallels to the ways that the that leaders then wanted to divide white people from black people and and in so many other ways right that that, that has evolved um but that's con like this is this is a continuation of that thread. Yes, DeSantis is mm -hmm. continuing that story that we have in this country um, of division of people and and um, dividing people to therefore weaken people. And so I think coming together to fight against people like him is crucial. Um, I like that. And then I also. Um, I, you know, alluded to this a little bit, but learning more about the assassination of the Moors and the yes. Moore family. Um, I also want to learn more about the story that Barbara Ransby mentions about the uh, intimidation of Dr. King uh, in a St. Augustine home that he rented in the summer of 1964. Yes. Um, and there are some resources from the Zen Education Project and a few other places that I want to take a look at about both of those things. Um, to, to learn more about that shared history that we all have. That's great. That's yeah. great. And good places to learn from. So we will do that. I like it. Very good. Oh, I have one oh. other thing for uh, homework. For homework? Um, Truth Out yeah. is an independent media publisher. Um, and at the bottom of their articles, as you, as you click on their articles, um, they have uh, made a request for people to donate small amounts of money because they, um, they need some help to stay open. Yeah. Um, and so that's my other piece of homework is um, to share that with you, with whoever is listening. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't think our, our new listener, Ron DeSantis, will donate any money to them. <laughs> um, but you never know. Maybe yeah. some other folks listening uh, have a couple dollars laying around they can send their tru truth outs way. Um, so I thought I'd mention that uh, because they say at the bottom of the article, like, we didn't make our january fundraising fundraising uh goal uh and we we're trying to stay above water so yes. um i think that they provide some really amazing articles and resources and and analysis um so wanted to shout them out for that um so yeah i appreciate that add that to the homework well done Thanks. can do mm -hmm. Well, sir, I'm going to throw it right back to you. Okay. Uh, you're, up. <laughs> you're up in our next episode. Yeah. What are you bringing to the table next time? Yeah, so I'm going to bring an article um, that I've seen circulating online a little bit um, 
It's called Building Resilient Organizations. Um, it's written by Mo- uh, Maurice Mitchell, uh, who is the national director of the Working Families Party. Okay. Um, and he says in the introduction, quote, there are things that we can and must do to shift movements for justice toward a powerful posture of joy and victory. Such a metamorphosis is not inevitable, but it is essential. This essay describes the problems of our our movement's face, identifies underlying causes, analyzes symptoms of the core problems, and proposes some concrete solutions to reset our course. Wow. Yeah, I'm excited to read it (laughs) and talk about it because I think it's so important to consider not only the outcome of our work, right, like the work toward justice, the Mm -hmm. work toward liberation, but how we get there also matters, right? And I said a version of this last week that, you know, if you have a revolution, but you only can fall back on the ways that things worked before your revolution, yeah. your revolution is incomplete. Yeah. Um, and so, um, you know, this is an article I think that's calling for a shift uh, in the ways that we do work with each other, the ways that we come together, the ways that we organize, um, and it provides for some uh, possible solutions. Uh, to those concerns. Oh my goodness. That sounds incredible. You said what shift movements from justice towards a powerful posture of joy and victory. Yeah. He says that's incredible. I'm excited. That sounds Mm -hmm. awesome. I'm glad you found it. I'm looking forward to it. Very good. All right. Well, with that, we want to thank folks for joining us today and for listening to interdependent study. Uh, You absolutely know what I'm going to ask you to do here, but for Ron, Uh, Please follow this podcast, leave a rating and review. Oh, boy. Uh, Share our podcast with all the people in your life, especially. Uh, Follow us on social media and sign up for our email list to get notified about any new things we've got going on behind the scenes. I'm just chuckling and thinking about Ron listening. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Those one-star reviews that we get, we'll we'll know where they came from. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much for listening. And remember, it's not about us, but it is about us. And we'll talk to you next week.